Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cool Zone Media. What's up, y'all? Hood Politics with Prop Part 2, Lost Cause, got the LG Robert. Robert Evans out this mug. Well, maybe not the OG Robert Evans. The OG Robert Evans passed away. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, This Robert Evans. <laughs> Thus raising my uh, my profile significantly. <laughs> Bro, there's a um, there's a 80s like synth pop band from Germany called Propaganda that for okay. Okay. years, their like tour schedule would intermix with mine on any of the like RSS feeds kind of pulling things. And when I tell you how livid them German fools was when they would see my picture and they would be so mad because I'm not their propaganda to the point to where like I could only I've only performed in Germany once because they, they was upset. Yeah. You know, because you're like, it had to be like propaganda, USA, hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> Prop- yeah. American propaganda American. and German propaganda. Yeah, but they don't Pro- want to be called German propaganda. No, that they brings don't. that brings no. people some bad memories. It's bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. No so we left off with Oh, anyway, I forgot. Robert, Sophie. Oh, I didn't forget. I did say that. Hey, so much on the mind right now. No, uh, you just introduced Robert. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The OG Sophie. Thank you. Ball playing, you know what I'm saying? Um, you got a shout out on one of these shows recently of that I did. I don't remember. Mm. Talking about you hooping and that like for you to be able to hoop at Hamilton High means you could really hoop. Because <laughs> you you'd have to really be able to play to play over there. Um, yeah. If she was like, oh, yeah, I played at San Juan Capistrano, I'd be like, okay. You know, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure, Sophie. Yeah, you're a ball player. Yeah. Nah, she played at Hamilton and you could hoop. So the question was like, why did it stick? Uh, how come the union didn't push back? And the answer is they did push back. 
the Confederates were just, they just drew blood first. Yeah, they drew they blood were, first and they were willing by to the time, keep fighting. Yeah. Yes. By the time the Union got around to building cemeteries and memorials, the Confederates had like 10 years on them. They had had 10 years of putting up these things. They already had their magazine up and running. They are, they're in their second generation of like support clubs. You know what I'm saying? They're already yeah. at the Daughters of the Confederate. You know what I'm saying? So they they were already up and running and established. And, you know, uh, I, is this a normal phrase, but like, or a phrase everybody else says, but I know my uncle used to say like, a lie travels the world twice. Yeah. Right? Before the, while the truth is still tying its shoes. Yeah, I've heard it attributed to Mark Twain, but I think there's a good chance that that is also a lie. And yeah, that's, right. It was someone yeah. else entirely. Yeah. It was <laughs> Which probably some black guy. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but yeah. So they were already like, they were already playing from behind and then they formed the Grand Army of Republic, right? Now, what the Confederate like Soldiers Association would do is they kept inviting Union soldiers to union like veterans to come to these like mixers for like photo ops and stuff like that. And obviously the union like veterans were like, fuck out my face. Like, hell no, I'm not finna go down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course (laughs) we're not gonna do that. But what that would do is that would change the moral footing. So if, if the union soldiers like, refuse to go then now they look like the barbarians they're the ones they're like i thought you were about reconstruction i thought you were about keeping the union together you're not willing to sit down with us the war's over now we're done i'm trying to like look man we both shared this we were both a little bit wrong you know maybe yeah. there was some wrong on your side you know what i'm saying like it, it, it was a complicated time it, yeah, yeah it was it was different it was complicated but can we at least sit down and be civil Mm-mm. So they could pull the we can be civil thing, right? Wow, why you guys aren't willing to be civil? Okay, okay. You know, we just wanted to be friends. You know, listen, man, we're taking our L. We look, we all, we both fought valiantly. We yeah. both believed in a cause. Who's to you say know? who lost? Who's to say, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of the thing. So, and again, like I said before, like this was happening after. Um, you know, under originally under Reconstruction, like I said, the states were broken into districts. They were controlled by Union Army veterans who uh, outlawed like Confederate celebrations. So you wouldn't be able to do no like first anniversary, tenth anniversary. You weren't allowed to do that, right? Because martial law was there. But martial law can only last for so long, and then after that, the First Amendment kicks in, right? So yeah. now that the First Amendment kicks in, you can't stop them from these gatherings. So they would sit down, they would have these reunions. Um, and of course, the Union soldiers like, look, dude, like, I'm not really here for reconciliation with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is absurd. We feel gaslit. Like, you were wrong. And you were not brave. You did not stand up for what you believe. You were wrong and you got shut down. But we'll go and take these pictures. Mm-hmm. Right now, what's interesting is fast forward to now, like, like follow me on this train of thought. You take like the Israel and Gaza situation. Right. Um, and what all research shows when I say all. Robert Joseph Twain Evans. OK. Mm-hmm. All research shows that the degree for which the state security is heavy-handed, guarantees the continuation of 
the the rebel or extremist views, you create sympathy for the extremists or you birth a new one. Guarantees. If you are too heavy handed, almost every person who has been like radicalized in in that sort of thing, they can almost always trace their radicalization back to the treatment of the government security forces. Always. Right. So when you say I need to stamp out like like Israel saying we got to stamp out Hamas like we got to stamp yeah. them out we're going to trace them wherever they're going it's like if you if your only concern about this situation is the safety of Israel then you should then you should know what you're doing is wrong even sure. if even if you have no feelings towards the people of Palestine what you're doing is not going to guarantee safety as a matter of fact it's guaranteeing a new Hamas right mm-hmm. is what you're doing so knowing this I, again like like I'm talking about the complications of like the union soldiers who feel like I can't believe I have to deal with this. We should have just hung y'all. Right. It's like, well, in your brain, it's like, well, if we if we come down too hard, it's we're going to harden this these people against us even more. Right. But if we give them any space, we're justifying their their cause. Like, are we saying that, like, maybe what they're saying is legitimate? All that to say is before you start getting on Twitter and saying what, what a person should do is like, mm-hmm. it's complicated. It's really hard to think through these things. You know, this is obviously no stand report for Israel because what they're doing, like I said, is verifiably wrong. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's complicated. It's like, so, so what do you do? Do you be like, man, y'all are stupid. I'm not going to go down there at all. But then if you do that again, you lose the peace yeah. because now you look like the person that's not willing to really come together in unity. Right. Um, so they were cool with taking the photo ops. They were down with the reunion uh, because that's what they fought for. But we're not trying to reconcile with y'all. Like, we're not friends. Let's just make this work. Like, y'all live over there. We live over there. It is what it is. But, like, we're not homies, right? Now, this means that by 1930, by 1920 to 1930, like, the Confederates have won the story. They have now mm-hmm. convinced the country that, like, there's two sides to this. This is what we fought for. It wasn't really about this slavery thing. Because again, you have to remember, black people still don't have a voice yet as a nation. Like we're poking through here and there, but as a collective community, we don't have a say in this. Because if we did, we would have been like, hold up, guys. Uh, Y'all like for real? Like y'all believe in this shit? You know what I'm saying? So we didn't, but we didn't have a, we didn't have a say yet. Right now, um, by the 30s, the United Daughters of the Confederacy are absolutely killing it in the monuments. Yeah. Like there's statues everywhere. There's schools named after Confederate soldiers. Cause again, it's about it's about legacy. The children of the Confederacy, get this, had a catechism. <laughs> there was a catechism <laughs> for ages six to sixteen to where you sure, had to yeah. discuss, you had to know they you had to know your Bible figures. You know what I'm saying? You had to know your characters. You had to know how the story Willie went. They were catechizing their kids. Sure. So, like how you compete Smart. with that? You know what I'm saying? Like how you fight with that? You know, so so uh what do you catechize your kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. How do you fight with that? Right? Universities. Yeah, do a little, have a holiday every year where you build a model of Richmond and burn it down. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, Burning Man styles, right? Have a yearly Sherman's March to the Sea festival. (laughs) 
You know what? I've talked myself into it. This is a good call, actually. Actually, that's what we should have done. That's what we should have done. Just annual burnings. (laughs) Yeah. Have a wicker man, but it's like Robert E. Lee. (laughs) It's all gray uniform and everything. Just light it all fire. I'm on board with this idea now. Hey, you might we stumbled onto some genius. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like universities were getting like Confederate Memorial Hall. There's the Confederate Memorial Hall at Peabody College in Tennessee, which established in 1935. Uh, now it's a part of Vanderbilt University. Like they just removed the word Confederate in 2017. Germany. Right. The dorms were the dorms were because were for they had a dorm specifically for the daughters of Confederacy. Like yeah. for their vets, Columbia U had a scholarship for Confederate descendants. So, like, That's you know, good. if you're if you fought in war, like we got a scholarship for you. So they're creating legacy. It's like, look, yeah. it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Your daddy fought valiantly. And now his cause was lost, but you should at least not be suffering for. Yeah, you you, you should get a benefit from it, right? So you, you should get grateful. A He's yeah. still a veteran. Mm-hmm. They're still a veteran. They're still American, right? So you in elementary schools, you in churches, you in monuments, you in the civic communities, and now you in universities, right? Uh, and you run into school boards. Now, this is all happening in the South, right? Because remember, the country's much bigger than the South at the time, but this is happening there. Now, the the question that came to my mind at the time was like, well, how did it leave the South? Like, how did how did this idea make it anywhere else? And I mean, the the easiest answer is like, well, people moved. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, you just move. You know, you move and you set up shop. I remember one of my favorite movies. It first doc. One of the first documentaries I saw about L.A. in the '90s was called Banging in Little Rock, and it was about a a a, a crip gang in Little Rock, Arkansas. And for the life of me, I could not understand how that worked because they would be named because these 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 gangs would be named after neighborhoods in california like yeah so i'm like how are you how do you have a neighborhood rolling 60 crip gang in topeka yeah like <laughs> there is no six yeah i'm like th- it's called 60s because it's the 60 blocks you know 61st yeah. to 69 that's why it's called 60s you know what i'm saying west side right. 60s is because it's even, all, you don't even have 60 blocks in little rock you don't you? even 60 like, blocks i'm like yeah. why are you called that <laughs> and i recalled which i think i've talked about on hood politics before i recall being a seventh grader you be on three-way because that's how old i am you on three-way sure. and be like yo uh what happened to andre you know what i'm saying where andre been i ain't seen him all summer oh andre had to go live with his auntie because we would you start getting in trouble yeah they would go send you to live with granny. You have to go live with granny. I go, you gotta go live with granny. So you would go, we, we would get sent south. You would get sent to these other cities. And at that point, you like, you a kid from LA, you already banging Hoover. You get out there. It's like, I just need, I just need three other dudes. I'll put them on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we just, now, now we run this city. So that's how these sets happen. Or you in jail, like somebody, or you know, somebody from Arkansas go to jail. You in a cell block with a blood. That dude puts you on. You go back to your city, you start running things. You know what I'm saying? So it spreads because you move and you set up chapters. So that's what they did. The Daughters of the Confederacy started, started um, setting up chapters, right? In every state. And they made textbooks. And the textbooks worked. Like they, I can't, yeah. like it worked. You, They created textbooks. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's always such like a such the effective tactic, right? Is it, yeah. and it's it's because as we've been getting as I keep saying, like what makes these people win is the fact that most people either aren't aware the fight is going on, and so yes. they get they get to rack up a lot of un. Uh, unconfronted hours, or yes. it's not a fight. People like you know, most people are not. Don't pay attention to school board shit. Don't pay attention to like what's going on yeah. in the uh, in in like picking school books. So if that's yeah. your obsession, if you can get a whole your whole team obsessed with that fight, you can yeah. do a lot while nobody when and, and without being really um, confronted. You know, yeah. and as we as we know, when they actually have to fight, Confederates do badly. So they much yes. prefer to not have a fight. <laughs> Yes, because they really they really don't want to smoke in reality. Yeah. You got books, you all that, but like what really worked, the really what really did it was the media, right? Uh, the birth of a nation obviously did something to put to make these these um, clan members seem like the protection of the 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 pureness of the whiteness of the southern woman. You know, obviously, like the plot of that story was like these black brutes are ravaging you know these pure southern white women and the and the and the and the clan comes in and they save them right yeah um but much bigger than that is gone with the wind mm. in 1939 God, which, i had to watch that movie so many times as a kid i bet you did boring but as hell it's Sorry, so but... slow and yeah mm-hmm. um but <laughs> that movie is like solidifies like it's this movie that we can you could actually point out history it's this movie that solidified that the civil war happened to the confederacy and that it was northern aggression right that caused this because the south was living their way of life and the north had a problem with their way of life it's Mm -hmm. because our memories are extremely bad right and what we really remember, truthfully, is what something felt like. And what they're trying to say is, this is what it felt like. We're showing you this movie that took place at this time, right? And this movie was such a big hit that it actually convinced America that that's really what the Civil War was about, was about mm-hmm. this movie, or <laughs> was about Northern aggression. And I got to tell you, man, the first time I heard the term Northern aggression, I thought the person that said it to me made it up. I was like, that's not a real word. There's no oh, way. Oh, no, that's that's what yeah. I heard as a kid. Yeah, I got that yeah. from, an, I, I'd heard that from a number of people. Yeah, I was like, ain't no way. War ain't no way, Northern y'all. Northern aggression, yeah. Yeah, I was like, the. I'm sorry, what now? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that was the the first time I ever heard that. I was like, yeah, no, nah, y'all, y'all made that shit up. That is not a real word. But anyway, um. <laughs> Yeah, it like like the first time my wife said to me charcuterie board, I was like, I'm I'm talking like 2021. I yeah. was like, that's not a real word. You made that up. There's no um, you. Speaking from the white woman collective, charcuterie board. You don't even pronounce it right. Uh, you right. How, that's how fake of a word it is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> croissant. <laughs> it's, it's 
Did you say croissant? Robert, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Croissants, yeah. Oh, I, I like a nice croissant for, for, for breakfast, sure. Yeah, yeah, for brekkie. Uh-huh. You, you, oh, act like, you act like you wouldn't pronounce those words incorrectly on purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do that with everything. It's always purposeful. It's more fun, man. Wrong. But yeah, like, you think of like field trips, you know, when you like, and again, like as a kid, you're not, if this is just what's in your textbook, you're not like a true believer. It's just, that's my homework, right? I'm like, who doesn't, when you a kid, who doesn't just, you don't just trust their books. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even, and it's not even about trusting it. It's like, that's just the assignment. This is like my history class. And then there's a field trip and you're excited about a field trip because it's just a field trip. Like, you don't have to like care. But then when you get home, but when you get back to class, you have to write 10 things that you liked about this monument. You know what I'm saying? So in these schools, they were going to Confederate monuments, which at this time had been up for almost a hundred years. So now it is history. You know what I'm saying? So like when you're that far away from it and it's just what you have to do in class and it's in your book, it's like, that's just what it is. And then obviously you fast forward to like, we talked about the other one, fast forward to 1980. And now we're talking about Dukes of Hazard. You feel me? That like, it, it, it I kind of feel like now, the more I know about the lost cause, anybody with some sense should have said, this show should have never got greenlit. Like, how did this make it on the TV? But this is how, like, and I, like I said, another one, I loved it. I loved the Dukes of Hazards. The term, sure. listen, 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 colored folks that's watching this or that's listening to this, you know, the word Daisy Dukes, the jean shorts. Oh yeah. It's her. <laughs> that was her name. Yeah. She was Daisy Duke and she used to wear cut off shorts. important part of culture. It's an important part of. Robert, mm-hmm. it's an important part of black culture. <laughs> like Daisy Dukes, what mm-hmm. we call cut off jean shorts is her. Yeah. Like it's so crazy when I finally put it all together. Right. And so it's spread from these textbooks. It's spread from these movies. And don't forget, these people are still racist. Just at the end of the day, y'all still hate black people and they still didn't want race or slavery to end. So whatever you color, whatever other things you add on top of this, let's get to the to the shit nugget. The shit nugget is you're still just racist. And nobody wanted slavery to end. Yeah. Now. Let's fast forward to 1960s. Uh, Again, something I never thought about until reading this is like, it's a Civil War centennial. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. That that was, oh my gosh, in the 1960s, there's, you're going to have to do some sort of memorial because it's 100 years since we almost lost our country. Yeah. Right? And the U.S. created a national commission to, air quotes, celebrate the war in hopes why would we to, do that <laughs> yes yes great in hopes to reconcile right mm-hmm. the country now there was nothing about the emancipation of slavery right so the south realized since that wasn't a part of the 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 this this celebration of war, it was about like the bringing back of the union, the fact that we almost lost our country. It wasn't about freeing the slaves. The mm-hmm. people of the South realized like, yo, this is our chance to reunite white people, right? 
Because listen, you got Brown versus Board of Education and Little Rock. You got, they already feel like they're losing so much ground. This is a civil rights movement. Y'all, so they already feel like even though they might be winning the piece and this narrative is still is still being perpetuated, they're like, but we're still losing. They're like a hundred years later, like get this idea, a hundred years later, they still feel like they're being invaded by the Yankees again. Because now you're telling me we have to like, we have to, we have to let them come into our restaurants. We have to drink from the same drinking fountains from them. We now have to let them into our schools. And the government is making us do this. Right. Remember, you had to say had to send the federal troops to, to protect the little girl from walking into the, to her school in Little Rock. Right. So the narrative, yeah. again, that they're believing is like it's happening all over again. A hundred years later, you're still making us do this. Yeah. Right. So this is our chance. To do this. Right. So <laughs> they do. Under the U.S. National Commission to celebrate the war, they put together something I didn't know, a new 100-year celebration commemorating the inauguration of Jefferson Davis. <laughs> of all the people, like, yeah, the they guy who led our country into a, who, who led our fucking bullshit fake country into a ditch. Yes. Like, yeah, let's celebrate that guy. We, we were tired of Richmond having buildings. Thank yes. God he got rid of them for us. <laughs> and and the foolish North had to spend all that money on fire. Stupid. Yes. Uh-huh. Montgomery, Alabama. So they got mm-hmm. to commemorate the Southern way of life, which was how they did it. So they, they're like, we're facing these things 100 years later. So we're going to remember our Southern way of life. They've totally reenacted period, perfect, specific clothing, and they reenacted the inauguration of Jefferson Davis. I wish they'd reenact Pickett's Charge. <laughs> we, could, we could deal with the problem that way. I could do, we, we, we really had yeah. something going on there, right? And again, they're talking about the overstepping of the feds, right? Um, so, and it was at that point in 1961 is when Confederate flags started going into our state buildings. Uh, was at this, these people actually thought putting together a national commission to celebrate the war would actually unite us, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what's happening at this moment is while this is all going on, Confederate flags are going back up on buildings. The, the South still feels like they're being encroached is this little thing called the civil rights movement, which is different now this ain't the 1860s. Black people can read. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. can read. We own the TV. We got money now. We got education now. There's a thing called, and this was super interesting that I, it was a cool connection in my own life. Uh, would you know anything about like the Ebony or Jet magazines? I mean, I've heard of Ebony magazine. I haven't heard yeah. of Jet really, but I. Jet magazine was, yeah. it was like half the size. It was almost like a five by seven fold out it was a little thicker most of it for us it would be like our grandmas you know and aunties had like a subscription to them whereas ebony kind of like esquire basically ebony's big yeah it was a big magazine right with the bigger articles and stuff like that yeah um it was like the size of like jet magazine was like the size of like a tv guide and you would have like black actors actresses like like just black hollywood um inside 
uh, on the covers and inside of things. So it was like we were telling our stories now. You know what I'm saying? It was a mm-hmm. we now have again. There's an actual market. We have you know um, liquid you know income to be able to build and propagate our culture, right? And and again, anybody my age remember they used to have this thing called the Jet Magazine Beauty of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. So you'd flip to a magazine, you'd flip to the middle and it would be the beauty of the week. And it was just some like black woman that was in Hollywood, kind of like scantily clad, like in like a a bathing suit or whatever. And um, a lot of our culture, which you may or may not know this, but this is a very important part of the story, is around like the barbershop or the beauty salon. Now, Mm -hmm. so for me, uh, as the youngest of two sisters and a mother, oftentimes my barber was at the same beauty beauty shop as where my mother and my sister got their hair done. Now, so we'd have to go eight in the morning, right? Sit there every two weeks. And I'm, we get there at eight, I'm done by 8.30, right? But it, the thing with black women in their hair, <laughs> you gotta wash it. You, they sit under the blow dryer to let it dry. This is where they gossip, right? So we're not out of there till like 1 p.m. So by 8.15, for four hours, I'm just sitting there, right? What do you do? Well, you have your little sexual awakening looking at the Jet magazines. Sure. So, right? So you just sitting there looking at all this black beauty and just understanding its culture. But anyway, it was like, I say all that to say, like, it was, it's, this, this is where you get essence from and Vibe magazine and just, just this like black print media that showed black people um, all over the country, just like the full gambit of our experience, you know what I'm saying? So it was such an important part of us telling our own story. Now, while this is happening, why why this is so important is because the South is trying to, the lost cause people are trying to create this narrative about what, what the civil war was. Now there's a body to counteract it, right? And the body to counteract it was the voice of black people, period. Right. That was like. You are not able. To tell us. What happened. We know what happened. And you know what happened. And we know what you're doing is the exact same thing right now. We know it. Right. So people like so part of the aggression around not just like I I think it's very important to understand part of the aggression that why it was so infuriating for the segregated South at the time was because now there's a compounded voice to push back against their narrative, right? A voice that now has financial power and cultural sway, right? You could hate, you could hate Dr. King, which is what they did. You know what I'm saying? But Dr. King exists partially at the scale he does because of black print media. Because now it's not just church networks. Now it's not just us talking about South. The whole country can be involved and we can show you, right? With our printed things, with our movies, with our media to be like, we're not what they say we are. Matter of fact, you love everything we've given you to this world. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so that centennial and their reenactment of Montgomery, of Jefferson Davis's uh inauguration why it's not in most of our history books is because black people stepped up and was like fuck that shit 
right? Which I think is a great moment in history. Again, a hundred years later, which is the interesting part of this, again, a hundred years later, you're celebrating the success of the Civil War, but we're still not free. A hundred years later, we're still not free. This is what black people are saying. Like, yeah. we're still not free. So I don't understand what the fuck you're celebrating. Like, we're still not free, fam. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that became a narrative that started to take over. So at this point, this lost cause, which reached its height in the 60s, is now is going to see the beginning of its decline, right? Because we can now talk for ourselves. You fast forward through the Cold War where we stopped fighting against each other, essentially, and started fighting against communism, right? Right. So, so this kind of became sort of a background kind of like, just something that just existed in weird racist spaces because the rest of us had moved on to all that is evil coming from the red block, right? Coming from the iron curtain, right? So mm -hmm. that's what happens out there. Now, fast forward to 2011. Because at 2011 uh, would have been the 150th mark of the Civil War, right? And the state commission figured out Yo, we really botched that first one, right? Like we, we, we really, we really were sleep. We really were sleeping at the wheel the first time we tried to do this, uh, do this, uh, 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 commemoration of thing. So they were like, we're gonna try to fix it. So they put together state commissions that were going to talk about slavery and Reconstruction, right? But in 2010, Charleston, South Carolina, held what was called the Suspensions Ball, celebrating secession from the union. And in February, 2011, the Confederate heritage rally happened in the capital of Montgomery, Alabama, which I hope gives credence and a little more understanding to the fade in the water that happened last yeah. year. Like you have to understand this is the city. You feel me? This the city that reenacted Jefferson Davis's inauguration. They tried to do it again, right? So they was like, "You, you okay, listen, I'm, we need to start whooping some asses. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I didn't had it, you feel me? So so these are the things that are happening around this time. But like I said, it's this, it's in these like sort of weird point, but it's as, it's as recent as 2011 that this thing happened. Now, um, fast forward to 2015, Dillian Roof happened, right? Um, because, the lost cause narrative around our lifetime had really just kind of moved into like the 4chan and just like the weird worlds of the internet because again, the internet exists and most people can read and you could say, well, clearly this is bullshit. Like most people, most logical Americans were able to be like, nah, I mean, I see why our parents say that. Maybe it was a part of the thing. Some of us, obviously, like we said before, the fact that, the fact that it continued is it continued in ways that were more subtle. The fact that it's now cemented parts of it that what I, what you brought up when, when we were doing the uh, the other episodes, parts of it that have 
have like slowly kind of like subtly creeped into the historical narrative that that meant that like it was hard for us to be able to tell fact from fiction it was hard for us to be able to tell which is just lost cause sure. and which is actual history so the the germs of it has continued into our understanding of what what we think the civil war was about right um it and it's only like historians and like educators are able to parse through and step and be like no 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 that's specifically this that's specifically that so but the but the remnants of it like you said the big the big head book children's book thing still had elements of the lost cause narrative but nobody was calling it the lost cause because at this point again monuments are on the are being built around Virginia. There's all these like Jefferson Davis statues and all this stuff. It's kind of just a part of life. And and people just kind of understood that like, look, dude, the South wanted to do this. They built their minds because they really, they were just mad they lost, whatever, right? But it was part of the thing. Now, Dillian Roof happened, right? And when that happened, when the Queen Bree Newsom mm-hmm. climbed up the, uh, the, the, the flagpole in front of the South Carolina courthouse and pulled the Confederate flag down, mm-hmm. right? Um, who Nikki Haley actually mm-hmm. tried to take credit for, which I still think is hilarious. But um, mm-hmm. we all saw it, fam. Like it was, we all saw her climb up. You had been governor for a while. You could have taken that down a long time ago. Anyway, um, when 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 Dylan Roof happened, I think America actually realized that like the lost cause is not gone at all. It just moved, right? And no. And when it came back, it came back in a way which I think was super interesting because during that time, obviously 2015, Dylan Roof happened. Black Lives Matter is now a thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, monuments are getting torn down across the country because they're like, listen, dude, like they never been, should have been put up in the first place. This is absurd. We need to tear these things down. You need to take down these flags. You need to take down these things. So now uh, there was, during that, I, I actually remember this, but, but. It's now in the historical record. I forget homegirl's name, but in front, but while all this is happening in 2015 and 16, like in our life, while all this is happening, there was a lady in the front of the Charleston, South Carolina courthouse dressed in full Civil War garb with a sign that said, these people's lives matter too, right? And she was saying that the lives of the Confederate soldiers matter too. So while you're taking down this flag and saying that black lives matter, well, what about their lives? These are, this is our history, which if you've been following the historical narrative, you see, oh, here it is again. This is the lost cause narrative. You're trying to tell me that they were, they were valiant. So, and it was that moment in 2015 during the black lives matter thing that uh, the lost cause came back into uh mm-hmm. It's full glory because, but nobody knew it was called that. You know what I mean? It was called all lives matter. It was called, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, it was, it was called something else. Right. So yeah, this yeah. argument around like, well, it's heritage, not hate. Like, you know, what the, what the rebel flag actually stands for, you know, and all these things is, is we watched in our own mind, in our own life, a rewriting of something that we already understood, which brings me again to the part that I said in the first one, which it was like, I almost have empathy for you because 
the the fortitude it takes to reconstruct reality for yourself is is scary it's scary to have to reconstruct reality right yeah sure um so whether it was Mm -hmm. actual confederates or people in our modern times having to really realize that everything they've learned about their history is bullshit and that you have to really be willing to let that go and walk away from what you've known to be reality is very difficult you know because now when you're looking at these monuments to Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, your connection to the to it is now just a nostalgia that actually is separate from the actual Confederates. It's just, well, you know, he was born in 2002. You just been at this. You see the statue, you know, what I'm saying when you were going to get ice cream after kindergarten, it's like I'm now just used to this. Because it's my own history. I have this emotional connection to this. And then somebody tells you like, well, that's a statue to a piece of shit and it needs to go down. And you're like, well, Mm -hmm. but it's like, but now it's my history, you know? And what do I do with the fact that it's my history, right? Um, Anyway, I'll I'll close it with this. When finally, when the monuments to Robert E. Lee were torn down in New Orleans, uh, the mayor of New Orleans, when he finally removed the, uh, the the monument in 2017, he says this, monuments, Confederate, like Confederate monuments purposefully celebrate a fictional sanitized Confederacy, ignoring the death, ignoring the enslavement and ignoring the terror that it actually stood for. It is self-evident that these men did not fight for the United States of America. They fought against it. They may have been warriors, but in this cause, they were not patriots. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And they weren't so, yeah. warriors for long. <laughs> yep. And that's the lost cause. We were actually uh, right. We were just outgunned and outmanned. Yeah. And when you put it in books, you know, when you, let this yeah. be a lesson to us all, you know? Don't let your enemies write the books. Don't let them write the books. Mm-hmm. I do think it's an interesting thing to like, like when you hear in a time where like with, you know, disinformation and like, you know, and AI and shit, like how it kind of feels like whack-a-mole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause, but you have, but like in some sense, like we have to stay vigilant. You have to shut the shit down immediately, you know, because if it, if it takes roots, then 150 years later, I'm still trying to explain to somebody that like, no, that's made up. That's not, you weren't patriots. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is always cool. I I love, uh, yeah, you got it right when you said it's like whack-a-mole, right? Where yeah. uh, unfortunately the only way to actually win is to maintain vigilance until uh, the last people with a vested interest in changing the narrative die. Yeah, and yeah, you gotta every keep generation, yeah, until the machine breaks. But the yeah, exactly. Is not broken. No, because we didn't. I mean, because we ignored it for decades, right? Yeah, you, you like think... the government gave up, and then we tried to pretend it would go away, and it just got stronger. Yeah, you 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 think to yourself again, like surely the 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 obviousness of 
just just how absolutely absurd what they're saying. You 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 think you don't have to say anything. You think you just have to be like, well, oh, that's stupid. Nobody's gonna believe that. And then people believe mm -hmm. it, right? And then and then you're where you are now. You know what I'm saying? It feels so modern. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Is this conversation feels so current to me? Even in the sense that like we're we're essentially wrestling with the same. We're experiencing the same sort of like storytelling and story shaping. Um, because again, memory is, memory is about the present. It's not about the past. Mm -hmm. Right. So like we're experiencing that right now with our own political makeup or what, what's happening all over Russia, Ukraine, you know, Israel, Gaza, like America, like our politics, we're experiencing it right now. Like, um, that like our memories are being fought over right now. Like you're like some, they're, you're trying to capture the story and shape it in a way, uh, that, we have 150, 200, 300,000 years of evidence that says you can't let the cement settle. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can't, you can't let them win the story, you know? And, and in a sense, it's like, I'm not saying I have the right story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, but you don't get to, you don't get to craft it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, you, you can't stop lighting their shit on fire until there's nothing left to light on fire. At and unfortunately, you know, as uh, I'll, I'll do credit to Sherman. We needed more people starting fires down there. Yes. <laughs> we needed more people starting fires. Yeah. So that's the lost cause. And hopefully we never got to mm -hmm. talk about this nigga again. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the end of him, finally. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so if you haven't caught up, if you haven't checked out the Robert E. Lee episodes, they are, or Bobby Lee episodes, they are on the Bastards mm -hmm. feed. These, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, these are obviously on the, the politics feed. And um, we're going to look to do more crossovers like this as time goes on. Hell yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. I love you. Me too. I don't. Bye. Damn. Okay, future prop here. I just want to make sure this tie-in is clear. I promised that I would connect the lost cause to January 6th. Um, and here's the tie-in I was trying to say. It's still the spirit that there's an aggression from the government that's robbing you of your way of life. I mean, that's the, the, the organizing point around the MAGA phenomenon is there was a way that America is supposed to be. And these liberal progressive you know you can sub substitute that phrase for northerners are pushing their way of life on us right and we have to fight back now if and when the insurrectionist type moment in culture finally gets squashed it's it's almost like you're watching a new lost cause narrative be birthed. It's like Trump Trump didn't get his position because the whole, you know, um government was against him. You know what I'm saying? The 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 uh deep state was against him. You know, he would have won if it wasn't for this. He would have oh our movement would have been better if it if it we were just outnumbered. We had the courts against us. It's it's still just a lost cause type situation. And if and when 
the insurrectionist type moment in culture finally gets squashed, it's it's almost like you're watching a new lost cause narrative be birthed. It's like Trump Trump didn't get his position because the whole, you know, um government was against him. You know what I'm saying? The 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 uh deep state was against him. You know, he would have won if it wasn't for this. He would have oh our movement would have been better. We were just outnumbered. We had the courts against us. It's it's still just a lost cause type situation. And if we're not careful. We're just watching January 6th insurrection become a new lost cause, a new way that this lost cause idea or concept comes into a new life in the same way that like the civil rights movement was a new iteration of the civil war argument, which is they're taking our way of life. They're forcing their way of life on us. So I'm just saying that like what I was trying to say ultimately is like samesies. All right. All right, now don't you hit stop on this pod. You better listen to these credits. I need you to finish this thing so I can get the download numbers, okay? So don't stop it yet. But listen, this was recorded in East Los Boyle Heights by your boy Propaganda. Tap in with me at prophiphop.com. If you're in the cold brew coffee, we got Terraform Cold Brew. You can go there.com and uh, use promo code HOOD. Get 20% off. Get yourself some coffee. This was mixed, edited, and mastered by your boy Matt Osowski, killing the beat softly. Check out his website, mattosowski.com. I'm going to spell it for you because I know. M-A-T-T-O-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. Mattosowski.com. He got more music and stuff like that on there, so go and check out the heat. Hood Politics is a member of Cool Zone Media, executive produced by Sophie Lichterman, part of the iHeartMedia Podcast Network. Your theme music and scoring is also by the one and only Matt Osowski, still killing the beat softly. So listen, don't let nobody lie to you. If you understand urban living, you understand politics. These people is not smarter than you. We'll see y'all next week. Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.